Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode, the last episode actually before the new year. So that being said, though, what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about really, did you marry the wrong person? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Did I marry the wrong person? We're going to answer that question. We're going to go in depth into that. And the reason, honestly, why we're talking about this today is, number one, it's really a very big topic that we hear all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Whether it's in, I mean, from various different forums, we hear it, honestly, from people in chats and we hear it from people, you know, clients, uh, clients, spouses that we work with that you know, that they're not wanting to, you know, work on the marriage, you know, stuff like that. We, we hear it all the time from various different outlets. We talk to tens of thousands of people every year that we hear these types of things. And honestly, it is a very big issue that we hear. Yeah. And honestly, just like the view, the view of marriage in general here comes out a lot. One of the the statements I hear often, it's so casual. They're just like, yeah, I was just young when I got married. Yeah, that's it. That's why, you know, that's why it just didn't work out or it's not going to work out. I was just young you know, or uh, in the just different aspects of, you know, we're just so different. And both of those just really make me laugh just because of our story. But just like, we're just too different. We're just on different paths. There's just so many different ways that this comes out of, you know, just, I don't, I don't think we're, we're just meant to be, we're not compatible. I know that we had even uh, checked the signs uh, to make sure that we, we were compatible and, and we weren't. And so we were using that as a reason to, yeah, to the, justify. Yeah, the sign, it's a whole nother one. Like the signs with like, I don't believe in that stuff anyways, but the whole Taurus, uh, you know, all those different, like she's, cause she's a Taurus and, and all those things. And he's like the, and, the one, yeah. the one person I'm not supposed to be with is a Taurus and not you. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an Aquarius <laughs> and it's like, I don't follow that BS, but it's like, you know, it's, it's one of the, it, we did back then and it was like, Oh, you know, we're like the least incompatible in this entire thing. And we're doomed to fail. Yeah. And, and it was funny because it so happens like the, that the, some of the people that we had affairs with were like the people were, Oh, we're just magically compatible. And like our signs match. Yeah. 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 Right. 
all these things, right? But it's 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 one of those things that obviously is BS. But we're gonna dive into a lot of different signs on yes. why you married the wrong person. Some of these things you might have come up with in your mind. Some of these things you maybe never heard of before. But we're gonna dive into uh, three different things today, and some of these are gonna be combined. But we're gonna dive into signs you married the wrong person. A variety of different signs. Number one, obviously, that's what this is about. Then we're gonna dive into our story on this and how. And more into our story on this and how this yes. actually played out in our life uh, on how, uh, on how, you know, we came about these realizations and then, you know, how to thrive. Yes. And so we're going to talk about all aspects here. And so some signs that you might've married the wrong person, you know, this is a very common one, but frequent disagreements and or fights. You just find yourself constantly on an emotional roller coaster in your marriage you just are at that place of, I just never know when the other shoe will drop. Just walking on eggshells. We can't agree on anything. And when we talk, we just end up fighting. We can fight about anything. Yeah. Or maybe, hey, maybe you can agree on like logistical things. But, you know, meaning kids, work, food, stuff like that. Like you may be okay with that. But any deeper conversations, just like, no. So the, the most important part, logistical is kind of like, eh. It's like, does it really, it's cool, but like. I can get along with pretty much anybody logistically. Um, the the yeah. emotional, the emotional part. People like it's funny because people say that like when they rank communication there, they're like, "Oh, we're like an eight out of 10. And I'm like, "Oh, so, you know." But do you feel like you can connect with them? What happens when you share deep emotional things? Oh, well, it just doesn't work. We get in fights and arguments. Oh, so really, and your relationship is like a two out of ten or one out of ten on yeah. communication. They're like, "Oh, yeah," like yeah, but. Anyways, the point of this is not to rank the communication. The point of this is to talk about frequent disagreements um, when it comes to this particular part here. So fights and stuff like that. What it, does that mean that like just because you have fights or disagreements and stuff like that often, does that mean that that you're not meant to be together, that you married the wrong person? Like it should be just all bliss all the time mm -hmm. or most of the time or, you know, all those types of things. No, it doesn't no. mean that. It does not. It is not at all. And in fact, there is just this this uh, right here. So just frequent disagreements and or fights does not mean you married the wrong person at all. Honestly, what this just shows is that there's just a lack of foundations that you don't know how to communicate, that you don't know how to actually work together on problem solve and be a team. That's yeah. what this means. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's other things like, like when you have so both of you have to understand that you have certain lenses and the way that you see things. You're, you're very different people. And so you're going to see things a different way than the other person. You're, you, uh, other than you don't know how to communicate and all those things there. Because um, you may think, well, I can communicate with other people. Well, your spouse isn't other people. Like, they're, they're this person that you're talking to here. Mm -hmm. And the other people, you don't have walls, resentment, bitterness built up with, most likely. So, like, all these things are very different with the person that you're with. Also, one of the closest people you'll ever meet in your life, you share most intimate things with your life, is very different than just a normal stranger or person, from casual mm -hmm. friend. So it's very different. But just because you have disagreements does not mean that you married the wrong person. Actually, I would say that, uh, you know, healthy disagreements, fights, different things like that are beneficial. In a, yes. in a relationship, like it's okay to disagree on things. We don't agree on everything. Oh gosh, no. Like we're, we're, we're really different people in that aspect. And so if you're like, well, we never fought about anything. That's a big red flag, by the way. But it's it, how you fight. Like that's yeah. the big aspect. So like Tommy and I don't agree on everything, but we don't fight like we used to by any means. It's just casual conversation that we talk through our problems. 
Yeah, and obviously, on another note, just because you have uh, maybe no disagreements or maybe you don't fight, that's that's an issue in itself. That means you both are conflict avoidant uh, people and you don't like conflict, which that's your own lens on conflict and in your your conflict avoidant, which is avoiding your problems. Both of you are probably that way when it comes to those types of things. And so generally both those t- people t- tend to shut down or they just like don't really, they kind of just like, I don't really want to rock the boat. It's like, no, dude, that's not healthy either. So it, it doesn't just because you don't fight or just because you do fight doesn't mean it's a bad relationship necessarily. Uh, meaning like, it's like, Oh, you're not meant to be together. It just means that you're an unhealthy individual's unhealthy marriage. Yes. Like, which is pretty much every marriage on the freaking planet right now. So another sign that you married the wrong person is you often regret your marriage. You know, you find yourself just regretting getting married, wishing you weren't going into the, I wonder what things would have, could have been before. And just in that, did I make that right decision? I don't know. And then starting to daydream and idolize what could have been. Then, you know, also that brings up like you want to escape the marriage and run away. Yeah, you may feel like trapped. Um, that was me oftentimes. I felt trapped and just, just, ah, just, I just wanted to escape. And, and honestly, you know. for me, if it wasn't for the kids, I wouldn't have been there. So, in those aspects, like there was times like where that was where I was. And so he felt trapped. I felt trapped. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing you got to understand is when you're in marriage issues and all these things, and you have all this resentment, bitterness, uh, maybe even hate. We had that. Uh, you know, when you have all these different things that build up and you have all these walls and you have, you know, the the loss of connection, those types of things, you're going to have this feeling of, especially if you have a lot of, like, emotional roller coaster in the marriage, primarily here. You're going to have the feeling of wanting to regret the marriage. Or it's like, like who who goes into a bad situation and doesn't feel like they want to get out of it? In anything in life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's, who wants to, I just want to be in a bad situation. I just want to be in a, in a, in a situation that makes me feel like crap. No, no one does that in no. any, it doesn't matter your marriage or anything in life. So it's not that just to kind of debunk this, it's not that you're, you've married the wrong person here. It's just that you're going through problems. Yeah. And let's just be very clear. Most of the time what happens is you had an ideal that and you put your spouse on a pedestal a lot of time. A lot of times this is unmet expectations where you had this picture of what life would be, how your spouse would be. And when life happened and it didn't occur and it life isn't the way that you thought it would be, that's where this happens a lot of just, oh, I, I, maybe I made a mistake. You know, it's not the way I envisioned it. And so instead of actually addressing the real issues, that desire to run away or start again comes up. But I mean, ultimately, that would just cause the same aspects. But this is a lot of times those unmet expectations. And I know for Tommy and I, like we had each other on pedestals of like what each other would do, what our relationship would be. And we were um, highly uh, surprised and disappointed when our expectations were not met. Yeah. Another one here, though, is is by the way ex- unmet expectations breeds resentment and bitterness and mm-hmm. what happens when you breed that walls what happens when walls go up intimacy connection go down dramatically loss and then you say things like i love you but i'm not in love with you anymore ha <laughs> jing jing right um, but anyways another one here is that 
when it comes to, and we'll move on to, I do want to talk about narcissists too, but um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was that, oh, we married too young. And so that was, that's something that I feel like we should talk about because we, we did marry young. I mean, yes. we, we married, uh, I was 18. No, you were no, 19. 19. Sorry. I, I, 19. Had, yeah. I was 19. You were 18. I was 18. Cause my, my, my 17 into 18 was I walked high school graduation one weekend turned 18 the next weekend and then the following weekend we got married so literally like one week after i turned 18 we got married we started dating when i was 16 you were 15 yes yeah um so very young we were super young in that aspect very very young and you know a lot of people were like oh well i just married too young and i was young dumb and all that you know that saying right (laughs) but like when it comes down Mm -hmm. to it like yeah we were young and dumb in a lot of different ways don't get me wrong but that doesn't mean we married the wrong person, right? This definitely went through our minds yeah. a lot. I'm not going to lie. Um, we were like, well, we never really got to live life. We never really got to experience things. How do we really know we made the right decision because we didn't really, you know, get to live or date or, you know, experience all that, which I don't even, I have no desire to experience that dating. Oh, no, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. But, but like, especially with what's out there. Um, but like when it comes down to it, it's one of those things where like people have all these different regrets, but it's, it's also when it comes to like the thing, they're like, well, it was, it wasn't authentic. It was just puppy love. Right. Mm. I got actually got told that by my parents, which is funny. They're all for us now. They're like, Oh God gave, God gave you her. Right. Yeah. That my parents love her. But uh, (laughs) at one point they didn't. Um, But it was, it was one of those things where, yeah, I understand. There's a lot of fear around it, but we love each other, right? We stay together. We're here. And we talked to a lot of, we, we had, because we're high school sweethearts, we attract quite a bit of high school sweethearts to us that want to work with us. Cause it's, it's not that their love is better than anyone else's that started later in life. It, that, that's not the thing. It's just different because you, you encompass a different amount of problems. Like you come up and you, you grew up together. Yeah, like you, a lot of yeah. like learning just basic life together. <laughs> yeah, you didn't experience life outside of each other or outside of or alone, really. So there's a different set of problems that come up um, in conjunction with normal problems also. So it's a little bit more complicated in some ways, but it's not bad. It, it's actually really good if you got together young. There's benefits to that. So anyways, it's not a, you didn't marry the wrong person just because you got married young. No. And, and, and in fact, like I just love it because in, in scripture, how it talks about how we're supposed to love and what a marriage, all the foundations like that were taught, you know, in the culture there, they were young when they got married and they were mm-hmm. still, and they were, most of them were arranged marriages. And so in that aspect, like it, God doesn't say get married until, you know, you don't feel it or, you know. If you were young, it excuses you. And then so you can let that person go and move on. Like that's not at all the Bible, not at all. So man, people, it's so invalued today. And and, and like, no, like that's not at all what it says. God doesn't say like, hey, uh, if you make a mistake or no, you know, we have free will. God gives us free will and he will turn all of it. And like, so, you know, do we always follow exactly what he wants for our lives? No, but that doesn't mean that, he wants you then to go against what his word is. Like God's word doesn't change. Like he stays the same. And so his, his, um, his commands for like what love is and to value marriage and to value those relationships that doesn't change 
just because of like where your mind goes. So it's just so important to recognize that and just like just because of what culture deems as normal now, that doesn't mean that that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, one. like uh, it's a big deal. Like when it comes to marriage with people, like it's so undervalued nowadays and just people it's like, oh, next, next, next. It's like swipe right, swipe right, divorce, boom. It's like, no, man, like that's not okay. Um, you know, and people, th- a really common one that I hear all the time, like it's like a cop out. And I'm going to piss some people off here. I know it. And it's okay. I don't really care. So, like, when it comes down to it, um, you know, people say, like, oh, well, my previous marriage, my previous marriage and and relationship was so toxic. It was so toxic. It was horrible. Like, it was all these different things you don't understand. Oh, well, we do, definitely. Um, You come to the wrong person to say that you don't understand because we've been through everything. I hate to tell you that. Uh, Minus death. And so we get it 100%, probably more so than you do. But when it boils down to it, People say things like, oh, they were just toxic. They were narcissists. They were bi- they were diagnosed bipolar. All these different labels, right? And whatever it is, narcissist, bipolar, whatever it is. Regardless of whatever it is, God doesn't create man, woman, and then narcissist and bipolar people. He doesn't. Like on, this, on the, the whatever day I created man and woman, then the next day I created narcissists and, and right? that's not, no, how, not, that's not how it works. God doesn't create crap. Now, do people have mental disabilities? Yes. I had a mental disability. I had that. Like I had seizures for 17 years of my life. However, does it mean I'm narcissist? Does it mean I'm broken? No. Like mm-hmm. there's, I was labeled narcissist. She was labeled narcissist. Now we can go into like, we, we, we've done two episodes already on this. So I'm not going to go into like a long thing no, on we're not. this. We've, we've debunked all 10, you know, the most popular red flags on narcissists and how we can label anyone a narcissist, anyone on the planet, anyone except for Jesus. Um, so like anyone can be labeled a narcissist. We've done all that. We, we've, it, it, the, this is a popular term to coin to like make money basically, which is nothing wrong with making money, but it's just in the wrong way. So like, there's all these different things here that people like lose hope for when it comes to like the narcissist side of things. Yeah. And a lot of times this comes out, you know, people saying like, I was tricked into getting married. You know, I should have seen it. I ignored the red flags and now I see it and, you know, I shouldn't have ignored them. So, you know, and on all of those aspects or, you know, we just we just jumped way into this relationship way too fast. And all of these things are like they're just false statements. Right. So one, (laughs) the red flags, like Tommy mentioned earlier, uh, you can identify red flags in just about anybody, like anyone besides Jesus, that you can find red flags. There's just so many different aspects, especially in our society today. Like we're not taught basics of being a healthy individual. Most people on the emotional maturity walk around still like little kids, like toddlers and, you know, five-year-olds and in those aspects, just because we're not taught as a society about emotional intelligence to begin with and how to be a healthy individual. And so that makes it really easy to be seen as a narcissist or something like that or bipolar or whatever. Yeah. So I want to put something really quick. Um, Anyone, just boil it down to this one point, anyone that's going through relationship trauma and trauma in their life will exhibit narcissist and bipolar red flags. Mm-hmm. Anyone. It's traumatic. It hurts beyond all reason. I wouldn't wish relationship trauma on anyone, even my worst enemy. So just to put that out there. 
Uh, but another one is emotional and mental or physical abuse. So there's, there's three different ones. There could be harsh things that are said. You know, they make you feel crazy. It's kind of like the narcissist thing too. But Oh, yeah. I told him that. I'm yeah. like, you make me feel crazy. Yeah. I, I was, oh, she's gaslighting me, all these different things. I'm not allowed to express how I feel. Like, you know, um, they hit me, right? I'm neglected. You know, all those different things. Right? Well, number one, let's just put this out there. We're not saying that that any of these things are okay. No, not at all. And if there's physical abuse, like you need to make sure you get to a place where you are safe and secure and you can work on things from a distance, but not saying that not, don't just stay in that environment and just tolerate it by any means. Just that there's that caveat there. We had that in our marriage. We had physical abuse along with everything else you could possibly think of. And, uh, it's not okay. It's not okay ever. Um, but are we telling you to leave the marriage because of it? No. Are we telling you to leave the marriage if there's mental or emotional abuse? No. Um, but when it comes to mental and emotional, those are one thing you can stay and stuff and work on those things. When it comes to physical abuse, no, you need to get out temporarily. And that's the only time we tell people to separate the only time, uh, until it's safe, but it doesn't mean separate permanently. Or go date other people or make them miss you. Like, no, we don't mean any of that. We mean mm-hmm. separate physically from physical bodies apart to where there can't be physical harm done. Um, so just because of these things, though, doesn't mean that you married the wrong person. Like anybody, I hate to tell you, but anybody, and you can say whatever you want, but anybody is capable of all three of these things. Yes. Anyone. It- and some of the sweetest people I know like have been in very traumatic events and they have like they at that time when they're going through it exhibit this emotional and mental abuse and like they're the ones even though how sweet they are or how good hearted it doesn't matter because they are in that fight or flight they're freaking out internally they're in survival mode and you know when you're in that aspect rational like thought and logic is not there and they do say mean things they are coming out in emotional and mental state and it all comes back to like the lens and, and how they're perceiving things and how they're showing up. All of this is going to tie in together, but that doesn't mean like that they're the wrong person. Most certainly like when there's this emotional trauma, like marriage trauma going on, these things are going to be displaying and coming out, but you can fix them and very easily. And it's not even about the other person. This is, has everything to do with how, like how the individuals are. Yeah. You can fix these things. Um, it, it's not, it's, well, it's hard if you don't know how. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, gosh. Very yes. hard if you don't know how. There's a lot of crap out there. But if you have something like we have, it's actually um, simple. I wouldn't say easy. There's a lot of work and effort to it. But it's simple. Um, and so there's that. Then there's also a lack of intimacy on uh, on another level here. So this is another thing. like people like, oh, well, we don't have no. This is a huge one, honestly. Um, I wouldn't say primarily the physical aspect of it. There is that that happens often as a byproduct of no emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. but um, more of the emotional here and people like, oh, well, there's no emotional connection. Uh, I love them, but I'm not in love with them or I just I don't want to I don't even maybe they don't even love them like that. Like, you know, there's there's no emotional connection there. It's just gone. Like there's too much damage. There's no sex. They don't want me. I don't want them. There's no attraction there. I'm disgusted. I've heard, <laughs> heard people say I'm disgusted by the way that they look. I'm repulsed by it, right? There's different there's different things there. And, you know, everybody has their own preferences on what they like 
like as far as attraction, right? That's different. But like when and, and just because you know there's that doesn't mean that you know you got with them at one point. So people are capable of getting into a better physical shape. That doesn't mean you married the wrong person. This means they let their life kind of get out of control there. Um, and so you like them at some point. But what I'm saying is, or you're attracted to them at some point. What I'm saying is, is that like the emotional connection side of it thing, those things are like the love, the connection there. That's something that's cultivated. Yes. It, it's, it, it goes down as a result of walls and bitterness and resentment going up. When that goes down, those walls go down, that comes up if cultivated. Yes. And that, so that's a huge aspect here of understanding. And a lot of times like on the, on the physical, like don't expect to have physical intimacy if the, the emotional is not there. Okay. No, it's mainly and going it, out to the men here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But. And that's, it's mainly, but they are most certainly as women in this aspect too, of just, you know, their, their spouse doesn't desire them or like they're not having intimacy. And that could be just because there could be addictions. Like if, if porn's involved, that plays, that is a huge killer of intimacy on both sides. That's a whole different topic there, but you know, in this aspect, but with this lack of intimacy going on, that doesn't mean that it's the wrong person. Like Tommy said earlier, obviously you married them, right? No one held a gun to your head and said, hey, you have to marry this person. So you chose, like that's who you chose, like you chose. And so it's important to have that in perspective of like you chose them and obviously you found them attractive or there was a connection. Otherwise you wouldn't have married them. Yeah. It's funny. We have people that have said like, oh, I didn't have a choice. They said, you either marry me or this is over type of thing. And, and it's like, oh, they forced me. It's like, no, dude, stop being a freaking victim. Stop. I, I can't stand victims. Like, stop it. Like, own it. Own it. Stop giving away your power. Stop it. See, you still chose, like you could have, you could have separated, like you didn't have to get married. Like you could have, if you wanted the relationship, obviously you chose to stay in it to get married. Like that's what you chose. If you didn't want to be married or be with the person, you could have left. Take a hundred percent responsibility. So, yeah. so, and, and that, that's a huge aspect. And, you know, um, in this, in, so also just recognizing that all of the other, the, all the things that we've already mentioned so far are all going to affect the emotional intimacy. So like the walls, the hurt, the resentment and resentment, not knowing how to communicate, like all of these problems stacking up, causing more and more division past, past issues coming up. There's, there's a, so many people that have been raped in different aspects like that. And then, so that plays out here because then they don't want you know, intimacy to begin with, that's a sore point. They're never healed from that. That's playing a role. There's just so many different things that come in of just unhealed individuals that are carrying around so much. And I just like picture a person just like with chains, like just dragging and like pulling them backwards because like that's what's going on here. It's, they just were, they don't have that foundation to be a healthy individual and to know how to get through these things. Yeah. And honestly, when it comes to like the actual relationship, a lot of people come into a relationship with problems to begin with. Um, and, and here's the truth. Most marriages are set up to fail from the very beginning. Like it's just what it is, you know, that they are because they have no foundations. So it's just what it is. But another one here is you don't enjoy spending time together. So 
Of course you don't. I like, hated spending time with Tommy. What if you have resentment, bitterness, and all these other things together? Like, and you have all these things going on between each other, and and all these things. Why would you enjoy spending time with each other? Oh, it's awkward. I, I didn't. You end up fighting, fight about everything, and it's like, oh, it's easier just to avoid them. If I enjoy, if I avoid them, then there's going to be peace. Which obviously, so that's the conflict avoidance we were talking about earlier. Not healthy whatsoever. Yeah. But the thoughts go on and it's, or, you know, you just get anxiety just being around them. Like, oh my gosh, they're coming home. I'm going to be around them. Uh. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because people, victim minded people here, what they do is they actually, they'll, they'll, they'll leave the marriage um, or separate or whatever oftentimes. And they're like, oh, I just, man. I can breathe. It's just so, I feel so much peace. I don't have to worry about coming home and all this other stuff and not knowing what to expect. And, you know, I just, I'm so much happier now. Like I'm enjoying life. I forgot, I forgot what happy felt like, right? I get it, right? 100%. We both do. However, that's not happiness. That's a false sense of happiness. Mm -hmm. That's just conflict avoidance. You don't actually know what real happiness is. That's avoidance. And that's happiness through external circumstances, which is not sustainable. Life yeah. will happen. Yeah. Happiness and peace and joy and all of that has nothing to do with your external circumstances. It has everything to do with internal cultivation of that. Like look at Paul in prison, happy, singing, breaking jail doors open. Did he, did he, did, was he, was he like thrilled about being in prison? Of course not. Did he choose to cultivate happiness and joy and peace? Yes. So I can tell you so many times we had to choose to do that, but like oh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where no, just because you're just because you don't want to spend time together, you know, that means you have problems. That doesn't mean you, that you're in the wrong marriage, right? Yeah. Uh, we actually enjoy spending time together and uh, that's very different than the, what it used to be of avoidance, anxiety, and I avoided him a lot. So no. I was, I was repulsed. And so it can most certainly change. Yeah. Another one is you feel lonely in the marriage. Mm. This is a big one and feel like a roommate. I felt like a maid. That's very common. Just feeling like a maid or just existing or even feeling less than, you know, of that. And just like you're, I, I, and I hear roommates a lot and we felt like that. We were just living in the same house, but there wasn't an actual relationship because the emotional connection, sharing your deepest intimacy, like, the, of the of the emotional thoughts of your feelings your beliefs like your dreams your goals your aspirations and your heartaches and being able to share those most intimate things within yourself with your spouse is what you're supposed to be able to do like not with someone else with your spouse that's where that's supposed to be shared that's your person your spouse in those aspects yeah and i'm just going to put it out put it out here because i don't want you to make this mistake a lot of people, oftentimes what they do when they see this, because people can recognize this on their own with like the roommate stuff, like it's not hard to realize, oh, we have a loss of connection, right? Once you get there. But what they try to do is go out on dates and quality time together. I hate to tell you, that's not the issue. Mm -mm. That wasn't even the issue on why this happened in the first place. Priorities wasn't an issue on why this happened in the first place. The issue was a lack of complete foundations. You were doomed to fail from the very beginning. So like when it comes down to this uh, quality time, all that's going to do right now is if someone feels a disconnect and they're like, I love you, but not in love with you type of thing. All the worst thing you can do is go out on dates because that's just going to solidify and it uh, of that feeling and highlight the disconnect and discomfort. And I've told people this so many times that are not clients. 
and they come back to me and they're like, oh, I need your help. You were right. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm right. <laughs> like, like I've been there. You should have listened. But okay, are you ready to get help now and listen? Okay, cool. So like it's, it's one of those things where where people don't understand that that's going to cause more disconnect and more problems in the relationship. Yeah, most certainly. And it just means that y'all have like issues to work out and be able to put walls down in those aspects that y'all just need to cultivate that. It doesn't mean that you pick the wrong person. It means that it needs to be cultivated and that you like the the marriage has been put on the back burner is really what that means. Probably yourself too. But another one is another sign that you married the wrong person is you're just too different. (laughs) Just too different, Tommy. In this aspect. And this one really makes me laugh because the most opposite people that you can meet is Tommy and I. Yep. Um, you know, in that aspect of we just see things very differently and um, in so many different ways. But you might be saying things like we just don't see eye to eye on things. We have nothing in common. We're just very different. Or like night, would you say like I'm like day and you're like night? Or oh, something no. Like that? Yeah, that's what I say. I say I am day and you are night because I'm day because I'm fun and you're not. just kidding that's what i (laughs) used to say just to jack with him now i say it for fun well at some point it was to hurt it was to hurt now it's just for fun yeah but anyways yeah we're very different um but that doesn't mean we can't get along that doesn't mean we can't see eye to eye on things that doesn't mean that we we can't cultivate those things a lot of that more has to do with internal healthy individuals than it does with actually being uh compatible and i use air quotes here like sure you're going to have people you easily easier get along with. Um, me and Dustin are not it, by world standards, the easiest to get along with when it comes to us together, but we cultivate that. So we, we actually like cultivate our marriage and it doesn't mean that we're, we're, we're married to the wrong person. It just, it actually, when you're very different, there's actually really good benefits to it because she has a lot of, a lot more strengths than I do in some areas. And I have a lot, better strengths than she does in some areas and vice versa. I have weaknesses and then she has weaknesses. And so we, we make a great team. Yeah, we can make a great team. Now, what I will say here is that it can be hell on earth when you're this different, mm-hmm. like we went through. However, it can be amazing when you learn to work together. So it's, yeah. it's different. A lot of times this is a power struggle of just someone who like, there's just deeper aspects going on. There's deeper beliefs, like feeling like they have to be in control that and they just take things as an attack. There's a lot of uh, victim aspect. There's a lot of defense, just like attack and just like that. I'm losing control. There's just so many different things that play a role in this aspect that causes just like this feeling of like, oh, we're just too different in that aspect. Like literally, like so yes, Tommy and I, obviously we're walking the same journey throughout life together. We have overall goals. We still have our individual goals, by the way. So no, that doesn't mean lose who you are. But um, in that, like, we know how to work together where we don't have to sacrifice or forego who we truly are for the other person. And that's where a huge pitfall is, is most people end up just one person is like, whatever, here, uh, whatever you say, and they, they pl- people please their way into where they no longer exist. Like whoever they are as a person is no longer there. They're a shell of a person. And in this aspect, and that's what happens if you don't know how to be a team and actually work through things, even with people that, you know, you are different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when it comes to your opinions and stuff, don't matter is another one. Uh, feelings aren't valued. Those types of things like I don't matter. 
they have to always be right. That was a thing for, I felt personally, which was like, I felt he was like that too. Yeah. I always used to say like, you know, well, it's always her way or the highway, right? It's always like, I'm just, no matter what I say, it's like, I'm always wrong. So I may just, just say whatever you want. Right. And that, that leads to passivity and stuff. Cause you know, being a weak leader and weak individual, but oh, so frustrating, um, but it's, it's, there's different aspects that come up here. Now, don't be wrong. We both had things on each end that were going on here, but we both felt like our feelings didn't matter. We both felt like we were undervalued. We don't, both felt like we weren't appreciated. We both felt like we weren't seen. Yeah. Does that mean we married the wrong person? No, that means you're you're married to a person that's hurt. That's a hurt person. You're married to a person that doesn't know how to process our emotions. You're married to a person, and you are a person that doesn't know how to do those things either. So like when it comes down to it, of course, you're going to feel like your feelings don't matter, especially if you have beliefs there of I don't matter, I'm not good enough. Like all these things are going to show up here. No matter what I do, I'll never be good enough. That's going to show up, I hate to tell you, with anyone. Yep, anyone. And it like there's just so much science behind it, and I love how the science backs the Bible, and the science is just catching up to what God says. And so like the whole aspect is super fascinating to me. But in this whole, you know, like they just don't see me or appreciate me, like no, it's just y'all don't know how to have these foundations, how to communicate. You don't, if you don't know how to understand yourself and how to process your own emotions, how to have your own identity and love yourself, all of these just aspects, like how can you expect to be able to express it and then receive it from someone else as well? Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> not it, at all. Yeah. It's just, that's what it is. Um, another one is you're always sad, right? I yeah. used to say oftentimes that, you know, when we're in our deepest hour, that darkest hours that felt like years it was, but uh, anyways, uh, it was one of those things that I used to say, like, I forgot what happiness felt like. I can't even fake a smile. I get it. We've been there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're married to the wrong person. It just means that, number one, you know, when it comes to those things, you don't know how to cultivate happiness and joy and peace and manage your emotions. You don't know how to, you don't know how to fix your marriage. You don't know how to fix the issues going on between you two. You're tired of the emotional roller coaster. You know, of course, you're going to be sad. You're going through relationship trauma and issues. Of course you are not, not pushing it off as your, Oh, I'm a victim of this. No, like you cultivated it too. It's not just one of you. It's both of you. The only time I would say it's just one person. The only time is if the one person like actually goes through our program, puts in the effort. And then the other person at that point is not ready to change yet. Does that happen? Very, very, very rarely with like a 98% success rate. It's very super rare, but can it happen? Sure. Um, do, Do they change later? Yes. Um, but oftentimes like they have to put in the work now at that point, it is the only other person's fault. But if you, and don't, don't come back and be like, see, I put in the work. If you haven't gone through our program and actually done the things and built all the correct foundations, cause I promise you nothing else out there is like what we do and no. nothing else offers what we have period. Then you haven't become a healthy individual and you haven't built all the correct foundations. I hate to tell you that. I know it sounds arrogant, but it's not, it's just true. So, you know, sad course you're gonna be sad uh you know we just got together i heard this one like recently actually uh we just got together you got together with me for whatever my family and then you know the benefits of my family and then i got together for you know the benefits of like just being safe and secure and someone that's safe right and using you for like different things right like that's so lame like that's such a it's such a tainted lens on like the reality of things. It's one of those things where people are like, Oh, it's kind of the same concept as like, Oh, our marriage has always been terrible. 
always for the past 20 years it's been terrible there's not one single moment in time in our marriage or in dating that it's ever been amazing or any type of happy really really so you're that dumb to get married if it's that if it's if it's always been horrible and it's just constantly been torture no you that's a lie that's a lie built by your ras your mind to reshape reality to your current narrative on what you want it to be yes and so there are so many aspects there that come in. And so just knowing that of, of that aspect of, you know, so just thinking like, oh, well, I got I, we got together for the wrong reasons for security and safety or well, good. I'm glad that you feel like that you feel safe with them. Like you should feel safe with your spouse. Just FYI, uh, you know, like that's a good thing. So there's good things there, but you're choosing to focus only on, you know, the opposite of and, and to justify that disconnect. Right. And another one here is like people when people are like, well, I married the wrong person because love should just come natural. This one makes me want to like gag and throw up every time, especially like with what we went through in that aspect. Cause Tommy was like, love should just be effortless and, and it should not take this much effort. And it's like, Oh, like love really? should not be this hard. I've heard, I've, I said this life stuff, is hard. And I've, I've said this stuff and I've heard it countless times from other people. And, and then this aspect is like, what do you mean? Like relationships, you know, relationships take work. Any relationship takes work. Any relationship takes work. Yeah, but it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. This hard. Like my situation is so much different than anyone else. Like it shouldn't be this hard. Right? No, like like it 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 is that hard. It, it will be that. Let me put it very, very clear. Any relationship that you go into will fail and it will be that hard in any relationship without any foundations or the proper foundations in anything. Mm -hmm. It will be. Nothing is effortless. Nothing. Yeah. And so there has to be actual foundations there. And so that's the big aspect of, you know, one, like what is actual love? Like so many people have no idea what love actually is. And there's huge misunderstandings of what love is. So there's no, like, there's no foundations in this aspect and they're basing, you know, they're basing their marriage and their life off of, you know, dopamine hits and this like eros loves and and fairy tales versus reality and like the true like what love is and because you can't just base it on feelings like i I don't feel all lovey-dovey to to anyone every day of my life like some days i just want to just have some quiet time Mm -hmm. yep that's true you know in that aspect and that's rare for me by the way and uh, so but still like there's days that you know sometimes even my kids that i love so much i just you know, I'm like, man, I just really don't like you today. Like, you're just not my person today. And so it's, you don't, it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to love and desire every living moment to just be with them and want to crave to be with them every breathing second of my life. Like, that's unhealthy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's only like eros and living and feelings. That's yeah. not true. Agape love is different. I was explaining to someone another day, you got Eros love, agape love, and another one, but like, I'm just going to talk about the main one here that matters. Uh, main two, uh, Eros love is infatuation. It's what most people go through and they experience love. And I use air quotes here with affairs. Then you got agape love, which is unconditional love. I hate to tell you, but if you're, if you're, if you're the one listening to this and, and you're the one not standing for their marriage and you don't want the marriage anymore. And your spouse is the one standing for the marriage, despite everything that's agape love for you. Yes. That no matter, like, even though all the crap that we've been through, I still want to be with you and forgive you and, and 
do the work to make it through this, that's agape love. Yeah, it's unconditional love. So another one is I just don't feel it. Or no, sorry, let's let's go back. So they don't make me happy anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't make me happy. Well, I hate to burst your bubble here. Let's make this one very short and simple. It is not your spouse's responsibility nor anyone else's to meet your needs nor make you happy. That is not their place or their job. And in fact, if they think it is and they try, they're set up to fail because happiness is only an inside job. Like that's something that's why, you know, it's very easily seen. Let's just use kids, for example. You know, there can be kids at a birthday party or a Christmas or something like you're giving them gifts. You're celebrating them. Like it's all about like trying to make them happy. And then something, something happens, something bothers them. And then guess what? There's a bad mood. They're disappointed or there's some anger, you know, even though like you're putting all this effort in to make them happy and ultimately like you failed. That's because it's not possible to make anyone else happy there's nice things that you can do for people. Like you can bring like moments of joy, but to provide the stable happiness for the rest of their life is not possible, not sustainable. And you will fail. And it's not your responsibility. I just tell you that right now. Like it is not your responsibility, nor your spouse's spouse's responsibility to make you happy. Sorry. It's not, I tell you that, but it's not get over it. Just because they don't make you happy. Doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they're not meant to be your spouse. Right. So also, you just like, I've heard this one so often. I just don't feel it anymore. Oh, I just don't feel it yeah. anymore. I'm right? really glad the Bible says live only by your feelings and chase the, you know, the little fleeting moments of life. No, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. It says don't follow your feelings. They're fickle. They're going to lead you astray. Yeah. Following your heart. So just follow your heart. No, that's don't not what it says. Don't listen to idiots that tell you just to follow your heart. Your heart's deceiving. Your heart's unhealthy. Your heart's doesn't, your heart doesn't know, unless you've actually built all the correct foundations, you still shouldn't follow your heart, but it's going to be deceiving even more so if you're not yeah. it. It's what, so, what it's going to lead to is like chasing little spits of moments and you're just going to have this constant agonizing void on the inside of you that's just tearing at you that no matter what you're doing, where you're at, no matter how great the external that with this aspect of like chasing feelings, that there's always going to be a void and you're going to be trying for more and more and more and more to fill it because it's not sustainable. Like that's not like we're not supposed to be living by feelings. That's not what we're called to do. That's not how we're designed. And I know people who, who try this and they still, they might have a lot of material things, but they're depressed and they have voids. And that's why. Yep. I was telling a spouse the other day, I was like, or not a spouse, a a client, because we will help people save their marriage also when their spouse doesn't want to that's one of the things we do in addition to couples and i was telling i was like you know because she said this right here she said um i don't i just don't feel it anymore i don't know if i can do this right and it's like well i told him i was like well i'm sorry you don't feel it anymore but i don't i'm a man that lives by principles and values and ethics now not by feelings i take care of my emotions and feelings but i live by principles and values and love is cultivated Happiness is a choice. Joy is a choice. I'm sorry you choose to live by feelings and not by principles and values. And so, you know, that's your choice if you want to do that. But it's honestly kind of weak, to be honest with you. So when it boils down to it, it's an unhealthy individual trait. And and even if you've had issues where you like you've you've actually like you may think, oh, I've screwed up the marriage too much. No, you haven't. You can save anything. Mm-hmm anything out there like we've we've seen it we've done it all those things so the other one is we're not a we're not a team 
Another one. Uh, Of course, you're not a team if you're going through all this. (laughs) Like, of course, you're not going to be a team. Right. It's just what it is. And maybe, hey, maybe you've never been a team. Maybe you've especially like we've heard a lot from women that lead all the time. That was that was Destica. Mm hmm. And that built up a lot of resentment, bitterness, and anger. It's like, we're not a team. I'm like, I do everything. I'm like, I lead. I make the decisions. I do all of it. Yeah. And a lot of this, there's so many issues going on here, but it doesn't mean you married the wrong person. Anybody, and I'm going to put this right on point. Anybody can change. And when it comes to the actual like team thing in terms of like leadership aspects, any man can develop leadership characteristic traits and cultivate those things and become a leader and you can trust them eventually and you can know that they're going to lead your family effectively how do we know i've done it yes tommy now leads in that aspect and also just note so if you're like the the dominant woman who essentially like a society say like wears the pants and like runs the house there's things for you to work on on your side too most certainly because i was enabling tommy there was so much that like i was doing to contribute to what i hated and so i had to recognize where i was messing up and then I had to make adjustments on my own side too. So it's most certainly not just even a, well, they're not leading. It's both sides. Yep. Uh, they are not, this is, this is one that, that we said, but I want to dive, I'm going to wait to dive into it in a minute. Um, in, in, in our story aspect of things, but just to kind of relate this back to our story. Um, number one, obviously we're like, we we're saying earlier, we were high school sweethearts. We went from very, very in love that Eros love, uh, infatuated staring at each other's eyes and saying all these romantic things Aww. and holding each other and so romantic right typical like you know notebook story right <laughs> right but uh we actually had lots and lots and lots of notebooks with love letters back and forth oh my gosh this need to be burned but i um, don't know where they are at the moment but we need to find them and burn them but hundreds of them um but anyways we used to write letters to every day of the year um to each other in class um so a lot um but anyways we were high school sweethearts, um, but we went from that to very in love to hating each other. Yes. To bitterness, resentment. A, a lot. lot of a lot a lot of it. A lot of hurt. A ton of hurt. I can't describe the amount of hurt and pain that we went through. Like she told me oh, she's laughing, but it's because it's funny. But uh now it is anyways. But she told me you're not my tr- I don't even know where she got this. Some stupid article. But she you I think it said my uh, there was three types of love. And so yeah, like, it was an article. That. And so yeah, I told Tommy, I'm like, you're not my true love, but it was like my second. And the third was the final person that you were supposed to be with. So the first one was your elementary, like love. The second one was like the first one that you had real life with. And then, then it said that you would find your, your, the true love, which would be your third. Oh, geez. Okay. So that was, yeah. that was, not only did that <laughs> hurt really, really bad. Cause I thought, you know, you're my soulmate, which is a whole other crap topic. But anyways, like it's it's one of those things where like yes we went through that and she told me that and don't get me wrong i thought it at some point too um you know when it comes down to those things but it's not true right like you cultivate love you cultivate those things um we can cultivate it with with people like with people you can cultivate love there was arranged marriages back in the day like you can cultivate these things where you grow it intentionally it's something that can be done like we would be fine if we moved on to other people because we're healthy individuals. Like we can cultivate love with other people too, right? Obviously that's not our goal or desire or on our agenda whatsoever, but it's just knowing that like we could in those aspects. Yeah, and like we said earlier, we were so different. We couldn't see out of anything. It felt like it was so hard to love each other, right? 
It felt oh my so gosh, forced. Was, I remember like one of our like darkest, uh, darkest years and it was Christmas since we just celebrated Christmas. And I was like, I don't want to do anything nice for him. In fact, I want to be very petty and give him a very terrible gift. I was like, I just cannot stand him. I was like, but other people are going to see what I give. And I'm like, I got to do something. And like, it was so forced. It was like, uh. Yeah, and this goes back to also birthdays. Don't get me wrong. We did this too on birthdays. Like, it wasn't just on Christmas. I had a client I was talking to the other day about this. Like, we had birthdays that were crap, mm-hmm. especially for her. Like, we had birthdays that were crap. Like, we had, that was a big trigger for us, honestly, especially for her. Like, it was that was horrible, right? And we get it. Like, there was one birthday that you just left and just went off, right? But, like, it was just, <laughs> it left me there. But it was one of those things where, like, we want, we got to the point where we literally wanted to kill each other. We felt trapped. We tried everything out there to fix it. We spent, you know, and maybe, maybe you here too, because we tried everything out there that we thought to fix it from, and, and don't get me wrong. Most people don't even try half of what we did or a quarter no. of what we did. They just but, try like counseling and then uh, like, or book. Or they try reading the Bible and praying. Oh, that irritates me the crap out of me. But anyways, we tried actually, we actually tried a bunch of stuff. Unlike most people, like we did everything out there from counseling and therapy. And we, you've heard us talk about it. Uh, webinars, intensives, all these types of things. We spent over 150K trying to figure it out. Uh, and you would think after doing all of that, of everything, that we would just, oh, well, I guess we weren't meant to be together. You know, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. I'm done, right? And don't be wrong, we got to that point. But that doesn't mean just because you did all that stuff. That just means, honestly, if you did all that stuff, that just means you did the wrong things, just like yeah. we did. There's a lot of crap out there. I'm not going to lie. A lot of crap and garbage things that are solutions. I use air quotes here for your marriage. Oh, yeah. And it and it goes back to like we just society does not teach these things like we were not taught these. And no, just because you weren't taught doesn't mean your parents suck and are bad parents. Like we have amazing parents. And, you know, does that mean? Yes, I still had childhood trauma and just different aspects like I don't, my dad's no longer here, but he was a, a good source of my, my childhood trauma, but uh, in those aspects, so it doesn't mean like they're bad people, but no, like we weren't taught these things in, in those aspects. And so just know though, like Tommy and I, our relationship now is better than it ever was before. And it's a, it's a new marriage. It's, it's because we built a new marriage and no, you do not need to get divorced. No, you don't need to get divorced at all. And, and be like, oh, we need to get divorced so we can get remarried. <laughs> like, Don't fall or, for that BS. That's that. No. Oftentimes that's, that's something that your spouse is using as like a manipulation. manipulation to like give you hopes to like, oh, well, just give me the divorce and then I'll remarry you. No, no, no. They don't intend on no. that. Or like maybe we just need to like uh, just date and see if we'll come back together. Like, no, like it's the effort and the intentionality there too in those aspects. But what what even clients find and it's one of my favorite things of even in when we were in our infatuation stage there was still things that we did not openly share we still had our walls up from our like earlier childhood from things that had happened like we we still had our own internal things that we didn't know we still had guards up that we didn't know and so i love it when people come through the program and you know and they hit this stage that we're at of no like genuinely like you get to be authentically you like you get to be authentically you you don't have to have walls up and for the first time ever 
you can actually put your walls down to experience what actual love is without all of that fear and all the pain. And it's one of my favorite things. And like, that's what we have now. It's like, we're actually able to communicate when, in all of these deep aspects, like there's no, there's no walls or resentment or even between us or prior things, our problems are, we actually, whatever things come up that might cause division, like we talk about it, we address. And so nothing is able to get a foothold into our marriage to cause that division now. And, you know, we're more in love now than what we've ever been. And we continue to grow that love. We continue to thrive and build on top of it. It's not just something that happens once and stops. Like, and no, we are not outliers either. No. We are not outliers. You know why? Because we've helped hundreds and hundreds of people and clients all around the world when they were at the end of their ropes. Everybody that comes to us is the end of their rope. Uh, and they're in the exact same situation. And after, like we've had clients, like even recently, like where they're like, uh, I've experienced statements like I've experienced peace for the first time in 30 years plus years. Uh, we're more in love now. Like they're talking six plus hours on the phone. There's different per day. And so there's, 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 there's like little giggly high school boy and high school girl sweethearts and stuff all over again. And it's, it's and from hating each other. We've had that plenty of times. It's countless. We see it all the time. And people that come to us that like they were told to end it by everyone else and no one else can help them to fix it. We know how to fix it. So here's the true story about all this. I'm just going to be very blunt here. If like you can choose to listen to, um, this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't care. You can choose to listen to the successful people here, us or not. You can choose to listen to people that have actually been through it, the real life experiences or people that have read it in some book and have theory of how to do it. If you don't, if you, if you haven't fixed it yet, the truth is you don't know how you should have done it already. So that's just going to be very blunt there and you can fix it. I want to give you hope there. Now, another one, last one here is uh, I want to touch on this because this is important. I know it's going to come up with people and it's affairs and we kind of touched on a hair here, but I also want to touch on a little bit more. It's effortless with affairs. Oh my gosh. It's effortless with this other person. Th that's but, what he said all the time. And he's like, it's just so, so easy. We were just able to just, uh, just talk and it was just so nice and peaceful. Yeah. This is just how, this is how love should be. Wow. I was, I've been, I, I never knew this is what it should be like. It was funny was you actually said that with multiple people. So yeah, like, I was just like, like, so it was, like, is I was it, very good at getting people to fall in love with me, but it was just, I'm just, Oh, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Uh, and a lot of times with this effortless with affairs, it's like, I'm valued with this other person. I just feel at home with this other person. You know, or I'm just excited to be around them or I can't stop thinking about them. Like all of that is Eros love and infatuation. It's not real. Of course, it's easier and effortless with an affair. You're not actually doing life with them. It's not you're not having to figure out how to be a team on bills, how to be a team on kids, how to be a team on, you know, actually achieving goals and dreams and, you know, who's doing the dishes or sweeping the floors or, you know, you're not having to handle any of that. And you're putting your best foot forward in those aspects. And of course, like they're going to be saying things that they want to hear and you're, you're only telling half truths. Like you're just telling stories the way that you, that make you look better, you know, in those aspects and in, in all of it is just an escape reality. Like it's not, it's not true. real. It's, it's not, not real. it's not real. And, and I get it. I was there. I was the one that more of had the emotional type of affairs. We both had them. Hers was more physical, but we had both had definitely had emotional affairs. Um, 
I will say I get how it can feel very real, but it's false. It's hundred percent false. It's so fake, especially once you really dive into the deeper issues and you really do some things on these things where you under and exercises where you understand, Oh, wow. Wow. This really was fake. It wasn't real. Right. It, it's all, it's all a false reality. It's not yeah. real. I love it. And you know, I just remember one of the times like, cause his, his, one of his affair partners loved talking to me. It was really annoying. She stalked me. It was is terrible. It was mainly um, to get under her skin. And I mean, it got under my skin. That's for sure. But she was like, he's so amazing. He's such a good dad. He's going to provide. And like, he does all of these things. And I just laughed hysterically. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that is not Tommy at all. Um, at not, that time, not, not like back then. At, at that time, like, no, I'm like, he, he wasn't doing any of those things. But of course that's how he had spun it to her and made me out to be like this terrible person. And like, in reality, I was the one who was doing everything and like, so I was like, no, like it was such a false reality. So he was painting himself out to be like this amazing, like father and provider and leader. And, you know, he's told you himself, like he was not, he wouldn't even put himself on the scale of a leader at all. No. And, but that's what he had painted to this person. And of course, like she was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Um, lo and behold, cause her marriage was in shambles too. And so her husband wasn't leading. She's like, oh, he's the leader I've been wanting. And it's just just a bunch of bogus. Yep. And don't get me wrong. We both did this. Like we both, we both now granted, I really wasn't leading and she actually was leading. So there's a difference there, but like we still painted a picture to other people on how we were the victims and all this stuff. And, and that's just how it was. Like, it's just what it was. Like she did that to other people and then not only affairs, but other people because everybody loved her and she was amazing and all this stuff. And I was the monster and like that, like it was just, and I was the one with the problems and all this stuff. And like, we did that. We get it. We were there. Right. But the truth is here, the reality of this here, how to thrive. Number one, you have to cultivate and build a thriving marriage. You have to cultivate and build. You have to cultivate and build. One more time. You have to cultivate and build a thriving marriage on the right foundations, the right foundations, the right foundations. <laughs> I'm just going to say these things over and over again because it needs to be dr drilled into your head. Like if you don't build it on the right foundations and you two were, you two were built on crap foundations on both like all, all levels, individual mm -hmm. and yeah. marriage. And the truth is, here's the truth. I hate to tell you this, but you will fail at any marriage or relationship moving forward. I guarantee it a hundred percent positive of that. How do we know we get people, hundreds, thousands of people that come to us all the time that left their marriage for whatever reasons, past past marriages, they're on their second, third, fourth, fifth marriage, and they're like, it's not working. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, I wonder what the common denominator here is when we've been on five marriages. Oh, it's just I've been dealt crap hands. No. Like, you could have made you the chose. first. You, I want to be very blunt. You could have made the first one work, most likely, unless they just had a fixed mindset. They wouldn't work on things. That's different. But, like, when it comes down to it, there's a high chance you still could have saved that one even. Yes. Like, you see that all the time. I'm just being honest with you. There was, there's honestly, if you would have had the right tools and right foundations, there's no reason why that first marriage should have failed in the first place. And you're on your fifth. Yeah. And so. it, you know, you can't, if this is one of those aspects of you can't rely on what you get here in life to get you a thriving marriage. Like you can't just rely on like the same things of what you've known or what you've been taught. Cause like I said earlier, you haven't been taught these things. Now it wasn't your fault. You were, you weren't taught, but it is your responsibility and your fault if you choose not to learn it yourself. 
does that mean it's going to take effort and all resources of like time, energy, effort, like financial, all of, yes. Like, and that's on you. Like it's your responsibility to build these foundations within yourself and within the relationship. It's going to take any success in life takes three things, risk, attention, and sacrifice. You're going to have those things. I'm not saying sacrifice yourself. Do not interpret it like that. No. I'm also saying when, by the way, when I said earlier that your first marriage could have made it, I'm also not telling you to go back to your first marriage. If you're divorced and you have a new marriage right now, this is the one you should work on. Period. <laughs> this is this is it right here. This is the one you're working on. This is the values you have. The old ones, that one's gone. You know, if you have kids from it, you have to deal with it. But like, still, like this is the one you work on now. So I'm not saying go back. Just to clarify that, I know some people are going to try and find scapegoats here. They're trying to have <laughs> holes in everything. No, uh, and also when it comes to like the marriage, it's it's not any marriage that's the issue or people that's the issue. God doesn't design crap systems, AKA marriage or people. He doesn't make crap people. It's the lack of foundations in both. Meaning the things that we teach, like I can give you all the tools right now, all of them hundred percent for free right now. You're going to fail. Even our tools, even they're the best in the world. You're still going to fail. Why? Because you don't have foundations in mindset. The probably foundations there. God says, renew your mind. You can't just be like, oh, God, renew my mind. Poof. <laughs> He's not going to put magical wind on you and renew your mind. It's not how it works. Like, you know, you have to, even when I get healed from my seizures I had for 17 years of my life, and the doctor says I was the worst EEG he's ever seen. I started to take actions of eating healthy and take actions of prayer, take actions of doing the actual actions to renew my mind and actually do those things. It didn't just like poof happen, right? He had to actually do those things. I had to actually do those things. Now, it, it's a lack of mindset foundations that we teach. We have, we have different phases that we go through. Mindset phase, the individual phase. So both aspects being healthy individual. You can't begin to work on the marriage if you don't have those things. Yeah, you can't just start yeah. in marriage. But that's an epic fail. You start in marriage, you're already failing because yeah. you have to work on the mindset and the individual first. And it's funny when people go to marriage retreats or marriage things or marriage conferences or marriage classes. It's like you've already failed before you even went. Because you, you're not you're not even working on yourself as an individual. Then you got the marriage aspect where we work on the marriage phase, and we got the tools. But none of our tools will work. No one else's tools will work. No one else's systems will work. We've tried everything out there. None of it will work. It's tools alone and tactics alone will keep you on the emotional roller coaster by themselves. It's not the answer. You have to have the foundations and become more. If you want more, you have to become more. It's just what it is. Oh yes, so. for sure. And you know you have to just stop thinking that the other side of the fence is green. Oh, the grass is just greener on the other side. Like, no, it's not. And then like, it's, I can't stand it when people are like, Oh, well, I wonder what else is out there. What are you missing out on? Like, and you, you can't have a relationship with every person in the world to see which one is going to be better. Yeah. Like, that's so silly to me. Like, no, uh, you, you need to like focus where you currently are. And when you walk in alignment, with like who you truly are and with God, like that blessing is so beyond anything that you can think of like the green grass or whatever. So put your focus there and no, the grass isn't just greener where you water it. Like everyone likes to say, you know, if you just water crap dirt and ground where like the seeds planted, like you're going to get a crap return without great foundations to work with. Yeah. It's funny. Cause people are like, well, let's water the ground where we're at. Sure. If you have the right foundations, I hate to tell you, but you're not going to produce good fruits, good vegetables, good crops with the crap foundations, crap dirt, crap seed, crap. You have a bunch of weeds and thistles and all this other 
thorns mm-hmm. and all that. You're not going to produce good fruit from that. You have to cultivate that stuff. You have to use the right water, the right nutrients. You have to provide the right foundations. It, that's all there. Like God is a part of it, yes, but you also have to cultivate other things and knowledge and stuff there too. So you have to root up the foundations, get rid of the crap soil, get rid of the crap seeds, not your spouse, get rid of the crap, pull out the, all the weeds, lay down the right foundations like we talked about with the fresh soil, the right soil, the right nutrients, the right fertilizer, the right stuff, the right seed, the right water, all those different things. That way you can actually cultivate the right crops. Yes. Like you, you can't expect like if you, it, you can't expect good crops if you're planting crap in <laughs> crap, like it's just not going to work. Like you, you, you can take your current spouse that you have right now and build a new marriage within your marriage without getting divorced first, the right way, AKA the right way. There's one right way. And you can bury your old way of doing the marriage and build a thriving marriage and life together that yes. just continues to grow and thrive. I really truly want everybody to be able to experience this. It's amazing. And not only just your marriage, but your life. And you it's not just about you. You have a responsibility to show your kids this too. Yes, you do. Like, do you want to be do you want to do you want to show your kids that that I'm just a quitter, that's okay to quit when it gets hard? That I just throw away if the light bulb goes out in the house, I just burn the house down. No. You fix it. Right? Don't yes. teach your kids to be a quitter. No, and, and, or just like taught out with the old and then with the new, like this whole constant, just like exchange out and like, I can just keep rotating in and out. Like, don't teach them that. Like it causes so much chaos. There's so much like a divorce causes so much trauma and pain and just continues to cause more and more for generations. And so it, your marriage can be fixed. It does take intentional action. It does take work and it's going to take doing the right things, but it most certainly can be done in in that aspect and so we want to give you hope in those aspects and shift your perspective and so to get you out of the whole like i think i married the wrong person to just recognizing that that's honestly your brain just trying to escape to justify like so many other aspects but in reality you can have a thriving marriage with your current spouse and keep your family united yeah and i just want to say something here like it doesn't matter if you're an individual if you truly really want help like reach out and ask for help Mm-hmm. Like if you're serious about it and you're not just like, Oh, this, I think I might want to save my marriage. Don't, I don't, don't, don't reach out to me. If you, I don't care that much. If you don't want to reach, if you want to actually, if you're not actually serious, do not reach out. What I'm going to say though, is that like we, we have a 98% success rate. So if you really truly want a permanent fix to actually save your marriage, uh, when it comes to things like reach out, reach out for help, reach out to one of us, reach out to book a call, whatever it is, reach out for help. Like with couples, we offer hundred percent money back guarantee. If you don't save your marriage, which we never had anyone take advantage of that because everyone does. So like, it's just what it is. And no, they don't just save it at eight weeks. They save it well beyond that and keep thriving. We have couples that reach out to us for years on end that they're like, oh yeah, we're doing amazing, right? Individual, we can help you save your marriage even if your spouse doesn't want to as well. So either way, if you need help, reach out. But we just want to leave you with food for thought here. Like if you're really thinking about, oh, did I marry the wrong person? No, you can cultivate it. You can grow it. And we want to give you hope. That's the main thing. Yes. We've been through everything there is to go through. Go find it. We It's somewhere out there. We've been through It's a list, huge list of everything we've been through. And if you want help, there's hope. You can save it. Just want to provide that for you. But we love you. God loves you. And we will see you on the next podcast episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 
Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day, and God bless.